0: Welcome to the Yo Show. Now I gotta admit that we are having some technical difficulties, but this next guest, absolutely love her. One of my closest friends, has one of the biggest podcasts in the world for The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Please welcome my good friend, Jess Ambrose. I've only known you for like three or four years, but you haven't changed. Your podcast is massive. And you really care about your fans because I see you post all the time and you interact with them. And I think that's beautiful.
1: That's so nice. I mean, listen, my thing is it's like there'd be nothing without the fans. So I'm very grateful for them. (laughs) (laughs) it's true i would i'd still be doing wardrobe styling or you know probably not even that anymore you know
0: what Let, let's talk about that if you didn't have okay. this podcast i know you were a stylist and your yes. style is phenomenal every time well, i see you, you you got it going on
1: thank but,
0: you but but <laughs> she's like yes yes yes, yes, yes. like what this this right oh this this little thing i made over here <laughs> this <What>?
1: whole thing <laughs>
0: What would you do like what did you have any other career aspirations besides being a stylist and of course you didn't know the podcast was going to happen.
1: I had no idea the podcast was going to happen before I wanted to be a wardrobe stylist that kind of fell into my lap a little bit as well I went to school initially for forensic psychology. Oh. I was like, I'm going to be like the Clarice to someone's Hannibal. I'm going to dig in. And then I found wait, out how Wait, 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 wait.
0: <laughs> don't, just, don't just end then that. Oh, we got to stay on this part. What made you want to get into the minds of killers?
1: Well- I always have wanted to a little bit since I was young. I just, it's so interesting. I love it. I was like, always, I would consume. I mean, now it's like true crime is so popular, you know? So it's like, I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. But at the time I was like, I just am sucked into all these movies. I came from a very religious home where as far as movies went, we could never hear swearing and we could never see anything about sex, but murder, no problem, (laughs) not an issue, for you know, some reason, that got the pass.
0: You know what's crazy to me is how all these true crimes are so big. I know. Like, people love to listen about other people getting killed, which blows my mind.
1: Yes, I agree. I, for me, like, I liked watching the, the movies that were, like, the fantasy, but I do actually personally have a hard time listening to true crime that's based off of reality Cause I'm like, this is someone's life. I can't, I know. it's a little well, okay. too intense for me.
0: So since you wanted to get in the mind of killers, let's get yeah. in the mind of people that like to listen to that stuff. Why do you think that is?
1: I mean, it has to be a thrill to a certain extent and it almost feels, I would guess it almost feels a little like secret. It's like, oh, you're finding out something that not everybody else knows. And then there's always, I mean, there's always the question mark left at the end. Cause most of them aren't fully solved. So there's maybe that little part where it's like the armchair detective, like, what am I going to figure out that no one else has? Mm-hmm. It's a little exciting. So
0: instead of that career, you're a podcaster. I
1: am a podcaster who doesn't talk about true crime. <laughs> <laughs> full switch, oh yeah.
0: Hopefully you'll never have to talk about a full crime happening on The Bachelor or Bachelorette.
1: Yeah. I'm hoping, I mean, it would make it interesting, you know, maybe some sort of like Ponzi scheme would be great. Yes. Maybe, you know, ABC getting in some sort of trouble would love to talk about that. That would be fun.
0: The Timler uh, Swindler. Have you seen that?
1: Of course I've seen it.
0: Of course I mean, I've
1: seen it. What, do you, what are your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts on this man?
0: Okay. Cause I, this is what I love. When I do come on your podcast, I give you that male point of view. You know what I mean? I, love I think, and I think this is from a man or woman because I got to say that or I could get in trouble. When people <laughs> when people are so much in love, they go blind to everything else. And it's sad, and yeah. I will say this. The woman he was taking care of the best, like this model, this Russian model, you know. You could see and I hate to say this, but there was a level to her and a level to the other women. I and That makes sense.
1: Well, I feel like I mean in. I'm I'm I don't know this. I don't think they covered this on the on the um the series or excuse me the documentary, but it seemed like she he met her in person, like out partying or something. He met her on, you know, in Santorini and the other ones he met online. That's kind of the energy that I got because there was definitely a different relationship. She was a well-known yeah, model. He probably met her at a club.
0: Way she well she's also like looked-
1: a, she was a supermodel right yeah. so it's like that's yeah. what i'm saying i i my guess is he meets her at this club in real life she, you know he's buying every bottle and she's like oh you know he's cute and fun and whatever but i'm i am always bewildered at people being willing to give someone they love all that money because i love my husband but there's no way in hell <laughs> if he asks me For $50,000 that I'm not going like, excuse me? Like, what? You want me to wire you what? No way. And this is someone I've known for like 15 years. I'm like, we're having a serious conversation, not someone that I've known for three months.
0: But my enemies, his enemies are coming.
1: (laughs) That for me was the amount that this man said my enemies. I'm also (laughs) like... If I'm one of these women, I'm number one. I'm like this man. Yeah, did I get to go on a private jet with him once or twice? Cool, that's great. But he wants me to constantly send him money. He apparently has a load of enemies. I want no part of this. That's I want that's no what, part of this.
0: Jess, that's what blew my mind. This dude is calling women saying my enemies are after me, and they were like, "Oh, well, I love them." You know, like why <laughs> would you so- be a be in a relationship? with a person with so many enemies.
1: I don't understand. I'm like, I'm going across the street meeting the nice barista who always makes my cappuccino and asking him out on a date. I don't think he has a lot of enemies. I would prefer that for the love now, of God.
0: Now, now you mentioned something. When you were single, were you a person that would ask guys out on dates or did you always wait?
1: Oh, no, I definitely would ask guys out on dates for sure.
0: How'd that go for you?
1: In general, it would go pretty well. I mean... <laughs> I just because feel like, so
0: stylish.
1: Well, well, you know, the style aside, no, I, I, I don't know. I just think that people respond sometimes. Like I also, I'm not trying to like toot my own horn, but I wasn't going up to some guy that I, I saw for two seconds and asking yeah. him out on a date. Like I wasn't doing that. I was like, I know this guy, I've known him for a little while. I get the energy that he might like me too. So I'm just going to ask because he is not asking. So I'm over just waiting.
0: So what did you, after you watched Tindler, Swindler, what did you come away with? I mean, what, because one thing I didn't like is Uh these women saying people make fun of them. They should make fun of them. Look, I never want to blame victims, but sometimes common sense has to come to play.
1: Yes. Uh, you know, uh, it's a tough one for me because it's like, you know, you don't want to blame. And also the fact that he's not getting held accountable for this money, like that they're not getting paid is absolutely bananas to me. But it made sense to me that all of a sudden everything was becoming a meme when everything was coming out. Uh, where I then had a different perspective was when all mm-hmm. of a sudden this man started sending them like threatening messages that I'm like, this isn't funny anymore. Like obviously losing lots of money, not funny. But it was kind of like, Whoa, this is crazy, whatever. All of a sudden he takes it to a next level. I'm like, somebody protect these women. Now, but yeah.
0: That's, but now that's where, that's where it's like, okay, yes. You're, you're a victim in that point. But yeah. leading up to that point, to give a random dude all this money, that's a problem.
1: It's a problem. And i they definitely figured that out. <laughs> and I feel like this is a wonderfully cautionary tale for anyone who's out on these apps right now. Don't send anyone cash. No. Don't ever send anyone cash. I had a friend in college, and this was like when it was Facebook. She got some message from a guy he was so cute and they started talking for like a week and he already started to ask for money. He was like, send me money. She sent him money. Someone lost a thousand dollars. And we yeah. were all like, what are you doing? Like, why are you sending this man money? You know, it does. I, I don't understand. But again, maybe I have an unhealthy relationship with money where I'm like, don't even look at it. Don't touch. It. Even if we're close.
0: <laughs> no, it, me too. I'm so protective of but money. I'm
1: like, I'm like, this is crazy. I'm also thinking, too, I was even beyond the money when I was watching it. I was panicking when they were sending him, like, all their passport information. I'm like, identity stuff freaks me out even more. I'm like, I don't know what this man is doing with all of your information, your social security number. Like, it's one thing to send him money. Like, that's a whole different level.
0: Now, crazy. Yeah, the documentary just blew me away. And... But he said he's going to come out with a podcast to give relationship advice. Now, would you listen to that podcast? Because I, I think a lot of people will at the beginning.
1: Yeah, I, I would listen to it begrudgingly because I'm like, I don't want to give this man any of my coins, you know. Yes. But uh, I would, ha- I mean, I'd be too curious not to hear what this man asked. App- you know, it would be so weird. How funny would it be if he's like incredible relationship advice expert? He's like super, he's super in touch and he's giving unbelievable <laughs> advice and you're like, the guy's a total ass, but wow, can he dole out some really good relationship? He's keeping all these marriages together. He's doing some serious, he's doing the Lord's work. He's you
0: will know, have he's testimonials. Yeah, well, we were about to break up but then we met this Tindler swindler and <laughs> saved our marriage
1: but then simon came in and he gave us the relationship advice we needed and he's kept our marriage together for the past 15 years <laughs>
0: okay but be honest the reason why his podcast would work there's no way you could say no if he wanted to be a guest on your podcast
1: oh i would if he wanted to be a guest on the podcast i would absolutely say yes i would just have 100%. to come in with like be very prepared to just drill this man all the right questions it would just have to be another level of journalism that I don't know if we're quite prepared for but (laughs) I would try I would try
0: (laughs) so so since you have chatty broads and the podcast is so huge you know how many years has it been going now
1: uh we're over three years now so like three and a half
0: so what's been the and I don't mean toughest part about doing the podcast more yeah. about like ruining relationships or any any personal like fights yeah. with other people you get because you talk about everybody on the show. Have you ruined <laughs> any relationships?
1: Um uh, you mean as far as people that we've discussed on the podcast? Yes. yes. Uh well from a uh, the from the perspective of people that I don't know, um there are definitely some people who don't like me or Becca and myself that we've discussed like, who on the that podcast. What would that be? Because well, just, I, I don't just, know. You. Yeah, just random bachelor or bachelorette contestants gotcha. that we have like a certain issue with. Like, you know, her and I have been talking recently and we've tried to we've had a kind of a come to Jesus moment where we're like, listen, we're all about we like to, we like to talk smack. It's fun. Uh, and joke around but sometimes you take it to a level where it's like I don't know this person I'm just watching them on tv and I wish I wouldn't have gone as hard but there have been certain people where it's like oh my god we've gone for so hard just because we got it stuck in our heads that we didn't like them on the show um I went to a party recently that included bachelor people and I definitely ran into a few of those people and I got a taste of my own medicine and I deserved it.
0: did they call you out on it
1: uh One person did, but for the most part, it was just like most everyone was kind because most everyone, you know, we have a decent relationship with. But a few people were there that did not like us. And it was just, you know, ice, which I get. I'm not going to run up to somebody who's talking smack about me and be like, oh, my God, it's so good to see you. Uh, But on a personal level, the podcast has definitely impacted family relationships for sure.
0: So people want money.
1: No, people have oh. an issue with what we're saying about them on the
0: podcast. Oh, okay. Or like
1: revealing certain things, right? So it's like we talk a lot about we talk about sex and parenthood and and how we were raised and our backgrounds all the time, and we just are pretty open about it. And so I've definitely gotten calls from family members being like, "Wait,
0: wait, where are you from originally?"
1: Orange County. So so Becca is yeah. from Utah, right? No, Becca's actually from Fresno, so we're both California kids, yeah. Huh,
0: okay, I thought I read Mm -hmm. something, but maybe it's not true, so I don't want to even bring it up. It's probably I read so much stuff about y'all. You're you're in the news all the time, in the news.
1: (laughs) I mean, I try to, I don't know about that. I try to avoid ever, ever Googling anything like that. Come on, but
0: you have Googled yourself, right?
1: I mean if if anyone says they haven't Googled themselves, that's just a bold faced lie, of course. Or how about I have. this?
0: What's the biggest lie about yourself you've ever read?
1: The biggest lie? Um you know, I would say the a regular lie I've read is people making guesses about mine and Becca's relationship. So if, for instance, we recently decided that we were not going to cover The Bachelor this season. We were like, we've done it. So it's been a year and a half of nonstop Bachelor content. So we're going to take a pause. Maybe it'll be for forever. Maybe it won't. And there were a bunch of people talking and saying that Becca was forcing it on me and I didn't want to take the pause. And I'm like, um, no, (laughs) no. This was a very mutual decision, and I want to be away from The Bachelor for a minute. Okay, why
0: why was that, though? Was that just because, I know you did it for so long. Is it just like, you're over it now?
1: It's, you know, it's just, because of COVID, they did so many seasons back to back. Like, normally, Mm -hmm. there's there's weeks in between and months in between. You have The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, and then um, Bachelor in Paradise, and you have good amounts of time in between this the past like year and a half they they packed in like doubles of like bachelors doubles of bachelorettes bachelor it was it was there was not even a week in between episodes and the covid seasons they're just not the same and so it was just like you were watching kind of the same song and dance over and over and over again and we're like we're just bored about talking about this and honestly it felt like we were getting really apathetic like just phoning it in yeah and i'm like i don't i'm like i don't want to do that i don't want to listen like have to re-listen to my podcast while i'm editing it and be like well this is boring like i'm not proud to put this out at all so that was the biggest reason and it's been great we've been loving the break
0: i mean okay i want to ask you has the fans dropped off though or are they still there for you
1: um, you know, it, w- it definitely was like a little bit of a hit just for people who just listened for The Bachelor. But in general, it's been pretty consistent, which has been like, it's been so amazing. We've been so grateful that people are willing to stick with us. And we've been trying to get very personal with our content right. now. We're getting very intimate. And I've been trying to do these things where I decided I'm like, this year, I'm going to try all these new things and report back. And so I've been trying to do that. I'm like, okay, I'm getting like my past life regression. I'm gonna go to an S and M party. I'm gonna try all these things I've never done before and try to report back and let the broads know. Did like, you going an S and M party? Uh, no, but it's booked from two weeks from today. From today, is that so.
0: one? Look, I've never been to one, but is it where and neither the have EW... I. So, do you show who you are? Do you have a mask on, or what was the t- <laughs>
1: Sure. Yet all I know, I'm coming as a guest, and I've been allowed to kind of be a little bit of a a fly on the fly wall. on the wall. Yeah, and so I'm kind of just there to observe, and I kind of just want to put myself in different situations and like with different people's lifestyles and things that I've never been uh, like participated in before, and then report back. Now,
0: now is this something Evans going to as well?
1: I mean. I've definitely asked, so it's on the table, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if he's down or not or if he's going to have to stay home that night. Oh, I though.
0: would go. I I would uh uh-uh. uh. I would be like, "I got what if some crazy person is there and goes after my lady?"
1: Uh uh-uh, uh. Well, uh-uh. you know, I can take care of myself, Michael. I you know just you put can. the hand up. <laughs> uh uh-uh,
0: uh I would be there with boxing gloves on. I'm just oh, saying. No.
1: Yeah, no, he's, he's, uh, if he, if he goes, it'll be because he's just interested to see what the surroundings are like, but I'm just, I'm just interested. I'm like, I just want to try these new things and see how it goes.
0: Did what, have you tried something that really stood out to you so far?
1: Uh, well, I've, I mean, I've done a couple things. I did, I did pass, I did past life regression. What is that? So it's they put you in kind of like this meditative state and you're mm. supposed to connect with like your past life. And I was, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it. And I actually had a really good experience. It was very interesting. Like I still am coming out of it. Not a hundred. I'm like, I don't know what I believe, but it made me feel good. And I cried and I like felt like I processed some.
0: Is this, is this problem? give you all these drugs that kind of make you,
1: I is didn't. This- I, I didn't do that. I didn't do okay. that one. They they will do that sometimes. But speaking of drugs, I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna do ayahuasca this year. I'll report back oh. about that. <laughs> do all the stuff.
0: Where do you do that at?
1: Uh, well, I mean, they have some places in uh, Los Angeles where you can do it, but I think it's better to go to South America if you can.
0: So you're gonna go to South America to do it, man. I'm just
1: gonna do it. I'm just. I'm like, this is the year that I'm like. We're just gonna we're gonna do it all. We're just gonna try it all.
0: I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So. Go for it. Go for it. And uh yeah. so those are those are a couple things that yes. stood out to you that you've done.
1: Yes. I've um, you know, just other small silly things like uh, trying to, trying to go like ice skating for the first time, just stupid stuff that I've never done before that I'm like, I'm just going to start checking off boxes. And honestly, I come back and I'm able to talk about on the podcast because most of the time something very embarrassing happens because I feel like I just draw embarrassing energy to myself. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we're able to talk about it.
0: So, so, um, One one best piece of advice, what I love about what you're doing with your podcast now is because when you're attached to something like a show like The Bachelor, it's great to get an audience from. But I was talking to Steve Harvey one day and he goes, a lot of shows fall into a trap where it's all about what they talk about and not who they are. And he goes, once you can make it about who you are and people come back for just you or you and Becca. Then that's where you want to be. So if you decide to talk about The Bachelor, it's just a bonus. Or if you decide to talk about a d- different TV show, but people are there for you.
1: Right. Well, I mean, first of all, that's phenomenal advice. Also, love the Steve Harvey name drop. Michael, you're so fancy. <laughs> oh. Oh, no, but it's oh, but it's hi. so <laughs> but it's so true. It's so powerful. And that was that was kind of the place we were at. We were like, we feel this way about the show and we feel like we're kind of now stuck. How do we move forward? And like, what's life going to look like moving forward? And we want to experience all these different things and we want to have fun in these different ways not just be stuck talking about a bunch of people we've never met. So let's try to branch out.
0: Now within your audience, you're famous. And I have to tell you this, I do shows all across the country and so many times people come up to me after the show, and goes. I came because it's Chatty Browns. I love your <laughs> Chatty <run>. Last <laughs> that night that so happened happy. in Vegas. I mean, your reach is incredible, and we talked about you, like you know, kind of pissing off a couple people here and there. Have you come to the point where now you realize like your words are really big now? Like you got a big impact on how people think, and how are you dealing with that?
1: Um. Well, first of all, I'm so happy that broads are coming out to your shows. Yes. I know they all they love you, and you're gonna come be on our show soon. I am so excited. Yes. Um, but uh, y- yes, to answer your question, yes, it's been. I remember the exact day that it happened, and it was pretty quickly into the podcast because Becca and I started, and we weren't talking about The Bachelor just talking about random things like motherhood and whatever. And we were like 10 episodes in. And then all of a sudden we were like, you know what? Let's try recapping Colton's first episode. Why not? So we had a couple of drinks. We got behind the mic and we started ripping. And wow, do I regret that episode? Because at the time we had, a, we had some people listening to us, but that was the first episode where all of a sudden a bunch of people tuned in. And we said some things that were, that shouldn't have been said on mic. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we're we're, we're thinking in our brains. We're just two friends drinking and and just, you know, talking. And we went behind the mic and we said stuff that was stupid. And we got some serious kickback for it. Deservedly so. Deservedly so. Um, You know, just saying something like talking about one of the Uh, past contestants and saying oh she said this and like making fun of what that which it was just all it was so stupid
0: yeah
1: and uh the kickback we figured it out quick we figured it out quick
0: but also besides the kickback it's also like you control what people do which is Like, it's so crazy because you become a part of people's lives if you have a big podcast. Like, their their day is centered around the day your podcast drops. They go, okay, I'm going to wake up, drink my coffee, and this is what I listen to to work, or this is what I listen to. So for those people, you know, that's why advertisers go to you. For those people that basically, you know, control is not the word, but you have a very big influence over how, I mean, how do you navigate that? What to do, what to promote, what not to promote? I mean, or do you not even think about it? And you're like, what got us here is us being us. So forget about all that other
1: stuff. I am an overthinker. So I absolutely think about it. In fact, if anything, I should probably sometimes be like, let's just be present and be here. But no, I think about it all the time. When we initially made that first mistake, like I said, we got the kickback. One of the things that bothered me the most though, that I was like, now we have listeners and we we said something hurtful that hurt someone yeah. when we said it. And now I'm setting a precedent that I'm saying that's okay to do that, which it's not. So it's like, I have to get behind the mic and apologize and hold myself accountable that like, hey, we went too far and that's not cool. And we are so sorry and hold us hold us accountable when we do things that we shouldn't. So, you know, we definitely, we make mistakes on this show 24 <laughs> we constantly <laughs> make mistakes but what i'm so grateful for is we have cultivated an audience um who they do care about us so when we do make a mistake so often we'll have people being like hey just fyi and letting us know so that we can change certain things you know go back and be like hey you know what this here shouldn't have that shouldn't have been said here whatever and then of course too we're still just two random girls talking about like our relationship. So of course we let everybody know we're not doctors. I'm not a scientist. So I'm going to be spouting stuff all the time. That is not okay. Please don't take what I'm saying as God's truth. <laughs> Please do your own research. Absolutely. So I just try to preface that. Um, but yeah, no, it's pressure. And then with, with sponsors, uh, we're pretty, we're pretty intense about, who we are, we'll work with or not, and we 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 research them pretty well
0: most of the I mean, time. I gotta say, I don't know how you have time because every time I flip on your Instagram story, you got another company, <laughs> and your daughter is playing with whatever the company's promoting. I mean, that she loves to, it. She loves it. She she, she lo- loves she's it better than you. I know. Time.
1: Oh, trust me. I know. I oh, yeah. know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just
0: saying like, where do you find the time? Because I know you edit the podcast. uh, It's pretty, it's a family run thing. You don't send it out to another company and things like that. I mean, that's a lot of work. It's a lot, but also you're so aggressive on the social media side too. I mean, have you, have you, do you make a schedule to do it? Cause I'm trying to learn how to be more aggressive about that myself. So do you have a schedule or is it just kind of just random whenever, whenever it pops up?
1: I should have a schedule and I don't.
0: I would recommend
1: a schedule because then you'd be posting consistently. I do not. It's kind of just how I'm feeling and I'll go dark for like a week and it's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I just, I don't have really much to say (laughs) or I didn't feel like filming. Um, But you know, it's a, it's a lot. It's very busy, but I think it doesn't, this is going to sound so cheesy. So bear with me, but it doesn't feel like work as often because I really love doing it. And I think beforehand I did things I love doing wardrobe styling, but that was, I wasn't in a great place emotionally when I was doing that, like in my own personal life. Now I feel really good and I've the opportunity to do something that I'm like, this is, I love doing this. So, it's a lot of work, but it doesn't feel burdensome. So now yeah. having experienced that, you know you know how it is. It's like as a parent now, like all I want for my child is to understand that working hard is important, but also doing something that brings you joy from your hard work, yes. right?
0: Yes, and, and what's interesting about that is once you find something you love
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it could start off slow, but then you'll make money off of it. Because if you really love something, you'll find a way to make great money at it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm not the person. You know, they have some people that say, oh, quit your job and go after your dream. I'm not that person. I'm like, hey, keep your job. Because we'll yeah. <laughs> you need money. Okay?
1: <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, have, just- oh, yeah, I don't you. have that temperament. I don't have the temperament to be like, I'm just going to just try it out in the world with that. I'm like, no, I had to have my backup. I had to have Absolutely. the backup for sure
0: absolutely so so now uh, with the with the chatty broads with becca how, what what do you see next i mean have you tried to pitch a tv show cuz i'm sure it would sell uh
1: you know yeah we've we've had we've been having conversations would you um want to do that, though?
0: would you personally want to do that yes and no okay
1: yes from the side that it sounds amazing like I would love to have that life experience to be able just at the end of my life to be like I did this and I'm sure to be able to meet new people and like have a different style of work is exciting to me um no because I don't know what that would look like then for the podcast right now because of course when you're working with different people Sometimes they want you to shift how you're doing the podcast. And so there's a freedom. I love having the freedom of being able to do our podcast and talk about what we want to talk about, you know, record what we want to record. There's something that's so exciting about that and the flexibility of that and just us being completely ourselves. So that's the only thing with the TV show that I'm like, you know, if all of a sudden people would be coming in and being like, you, you know, we would want you guys to go more this direction. And it's like, but. We don't want to talk about that. Yeah. We just want to talk about this or whatever. Um, but I would love, I love the idea of working like on a scripted show, not like a reality of us, but something scripted, I think would be so fun.
0: Well, when's the tour coming? Because I know I talked to you about a year and a half ago. And i was like y'all would sell out clubs just <laughs> to do a live podcast like i mean yeah i'm telling you jess y'all are missing out on so much money i see <laughs> these other po- like i'm talking about probably like 20 30 grand a weekend because y'all would y'all would cr- i'm telling y'all y'all need to do it
1: well we did our first live show a few months ago where it was online because of the COVID times um, and it went really well, and we yes. had so much fun. And so we're ha- we have another one of those coming up, uh, I believe, in a few weeks. But we are definitely talking tour. At the time, yes. it was a little it was a little iffy because Becca had just had her baby, and you know you got to be you got to be a present mom, and you got all your <laughs> numerous kids. So it was like, what is this going to actually look like? But we're definitely at a point now where we are having conversations about it. And it's something we would love to do. I'm like, I'm ready to, I'm ready to travel a little bit. You know, Michael, well, you let us know when, when you're playing somewhere. And well, then maybe saying. we'll hop on with you.
0: No, That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is that like, when you go on tour, what, what this I've seen it because I've actually done a weekend and the night before they'll have a podcast a, a famous podcast there. And I mean, it's bananas, bananas. And then what they yeah. do is they bring regulars that are on the show and they'll just do a live podcast and it's content. You have a live show, you yeah. post that one, you got cameras on the crowd, they can ask questions. It's it's a freaking blast. So whenever y'all are out on tour, you know, you know I'ma pop through and say you what's up. Know- <laughs>
1: You know we'll be calling you. Give oh, the yeah. audience a thrill. I'm like, you know that we'd be calling Michael, we'd be calling Craig. Those oh. are our those are our, our two our two men <laughs> we're calling. I love heaven. Craig.
0: And He's I'm so best. jealous of Craig right now because I live in Vegas and he lives in LA. And yeah. I'll see him pop on the podcast all the time. And I get so jealous because I love being on your podcast. No,
1: and we miss you. I know Craig, Craig's our, our kind of our neighbor. So it's like, yeah. hello, can you please come by? We need a laugh. Come entertain us. But Aww. soon with you, and we're so excited.
0: What, what a great story about Craig, though, right? The guy oh, was like addicted to drugs, got in trouble with the law, worked at Trader Joe's said, I'm going to do comedy, quit Trader Joe. And now he's supporting himself, living his dream by being a stand-up comic. How great is that?
1: And I told him, too. I said, not only did you do it, like you really did it, he was doing it through some of the hardest times that we've experienced. Like, he was out there every weekend selling out and, like, yep. able to fill clubs during this time. I'm like, that. do you know how crazy that is? Like, it's so wild. He's amazing. And he's just, like just an incredible human being. I love
0: him so much as a person. You he, know, put like, us,
1: he connected us. That's how we I got know, connected. I know. I so mean, we have Craig to thank for that.
0: <laughs> look at Craig. Craig. We Craig, love you. Craig, we love you, Craig.
1: Shout so out. Now
0: I know on your podcast you talk about everything. And you know, when I went through COVID, you know, I had my whole thing almost died from it. Uh about six months, seven months after, you know, I had survivors remorse. You know, dealt with some mental issues, you know, Mm -hmm. and I know you talk about that a lot as well. I know you put a big post out last year in August talking about some days you feel good, some days you feel fine. You're still trying to learn your way. Where are you in that journey right now?
1: Well, thank you for asking, and I hope you're doing okay. Oh, yeah. You've been doing okay? I'm
0: better now. Uh, But the tough thing for me, to be honest with you, is since when I was one of the first is... And this has nothing to do with religion. It's more of uh, people saying God got your back, but then I'm watching the numbers of people die and I'm going, well, why didn't he have theirs? Yeah. You know, and it was a very odd thing to say to a person when so many people are dying from it. And I'm seeing it, you know. So yeah. that's the mental issue that I had. And then I'm a very upbeat, happy person, but yeah, you get you get kind of sad, you know.
1: Of course. Of course. And it's like, I'm sure people, I think so often people don't know what to say. So then mm-hmm. sometimes they'll say things that you're like, that's not helpful. No. And that's taking me down a hole and it's, it's not intentional, but I feel like sometimes it's almost like you have to instruct people and be like, appreciate your thought. But just so you know, it's not, I'm not in the space to hear that and it's not going to be good for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm day-to-day over here. Well, actually, I'd say week to week. So <laughs> I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder uh, twelve years ago. Twelve mm-hmm. years ago. Um, and at the time I was like, you know, on lots of medication and it was rough, or those were some rough years. And uh, after as soon as I got pregnant, I had to get off the medication. Uh, and I was really scared. But whatever happened in my body, hormonally, and also like lots of therapy, I came out of it and I was able to just cope through therapy, cognitive therapy, and function in the world without the medication. And I always say, this is my specific experience. I'm not saying this, like people don't, you know, try to get off your meds. You need to do exactly what, what your provider talks tells you to do. This was kind of my journey. Um, and so I was able to, for myself, get off the medication permanently. And so in general, just through all those different outlets and honestly through a lot of work too, like doing work that I love, that changed a lot for me. And, uh, you know, so, I feel so much better and life right. is like, I just feel so much better, but it's definitely, it's still a part of who I am. So I'll have different, I'll have different times. I'll, I'll go through like a depressive state where it's like a couple weeks where it's tough to get out of bed. And I'm like, what am I doing? Whatever. And obviously with the past couple of years, everyone oh. is like, what are we doing? It's which bet- 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 between the news and what's going on. I mean, everything. Um, But then, you know, sometimes I'll be in like a manic state and I'm just doing too much shopping, (laughs) talking a thousand miles a minute, which is like, that's when I'm like, let's record 15 podcasts in a row. I'm on a roll. Um, So it's very week to week. But I think one of the things that has been so amazing through the past few years is that people have gotten more comfortable sharing about how they feel. Yes. Uh, on social platforms, which I know for myself personally has made me feel so much more comfortable when I'm like, I'm not doing well right now. And I don't have the capacity to get online. I don't have the capacity to show up in a certain way for this person or whatever. And I feel comfortable now kind of saying that and being honest, I think because people have been able to tap into that authenticity with each other more and I, it's more I- of an understanding
0: I love from commercials you're seeing about it
1: mm-hmm.
0: and how it's all over social media, where before there was a stigma to it. You know, when I was growing up, if you had mental issues, you were crazy. I mean, right. there was no in between. You were just crazy. You know Absolutely.
1: what I mean? You know? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Now, but now, you know, like I said, I never went through anything like that till after COVID. You know, and it lasted a couple months, you know, and it was never to the point of suicide or things like that. It's like, why am I feeling so down all the time? You know, I know my body was healing, but just mentally I felt so down because my Mm -hmm. body wasn't doing what it was supposed to do. But the survivor's remorse and and I'm going, oh, now I get what people are talking about. You know what I mean? And sometimes you have to go through it yourself before you can really connect and realize what other people are going through.
1: Oh, of course, of course, yeah, and I think it's like as much as difficult, and I'm so sorry that you've had to deal with that. But I'm sure now you being able to talk about it has helped so many people who listen to you.
0: Oh yeah. So, oh,
1: yeah. but in general, doing good. All right,
0: doing, doing good. <laughs> doing so, good. With the chatty brats, you got a tour. Yes. Fingers crossed, you got a tour coming up.
1: Fingers crossed. Yes. Um, have a tour coming up. Hopefully, to be announced. Um, and I'm just excited. We have a lot of amazing guests that we have coming up. We are have some merch, more merch coming out soon. We're just kind of like dipping our toes into different conversations. We're going to be trying out some new styles of things. And it's just we're just excited. We, We kind of have a lust for life right now because of this new chapter that every week when we record together, we're like in it. And we're so excited to talk so that's, awesome. it, that's been so great yeah
0: that's awesome so uh chatty broads on instagram is chatty broads right everything's mm-hmm. chatty broads
1: everything's and- chatty broads and now we have every friday the chatty bros yes which are, and which are mine and becca's partners evan and grayston they take over every friday they talk about the bachelor still uh and they also talk a lot of they reveal a lot of personal secrets about our life, which we're always like, excuse me, <laughs> can you not say that hey, publicly? Hey, it's,
0: it's, it's fair, cause y'all do it. <laughs>
1: That's true, Come it's up. true. We've been doing it to them for years now and they finally are able to get behind the mic and talk about us, so.
0: I, got, I gotta tell you, I've been watching The Bachelor this season cause my my wife makes me. And
1: uh-huh.
0: it, I stopped a couple seasons ago because it's, every reality show, it's the same.
1: I need something different. like. I would be so thrilled if all of a sudden next season, they have like a mole where they have one specific person who we all know as the audience is a producer plant who's gone to like to mess up stuff and we'll see how far they can get in the show. Like they need to start adding different elements to it to make it more exciting.
0: They do. They need to like kind of open the curtain. You know, like the heels, everybody thought it was reality. And the last shot of the whole show they pulled out of a set, you know. They had the lights in it, to show you that it wasn't real. It was a TV show.
1: It was amazing. Yeah. What a great ending. Yeah.
0: So I want to. I want a bachelor to go on and go, yo. I'm here to hook up with everybody. If I fall in love, I fall in love. If not, and he's telling women that he yeah. goes, yo. You know, I.
1: We're I don't just know hanging what out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, i am just—it's—it's just, a dude. It's so abrupt. I'm just hanging out. Whatever happens, happens. You
1: know, like, <laughs> we're just getting to know each other. There's a reason why a flavor, flavor of love and rock of love did so well.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling. Come tell, on. Just a, just a dude to go up to, Yo, man. I'm here to hang out. If I find love, I find love. If I don't, I don't. Mm-hmm. You know. And he's just honest with the girls, which would make all the girls want him more
1: oh sure if someone were to say that to me if 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 I'm on the show and the bachelor comes out and he's just like I know I'm gonna find my wife here da 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 I'm just like I don't believe any of this if he comes out and he goes I'm here to hang out I'm like maybe I see a future with this man it would would change everything it would change everything
0: well Jess I love you uh I will be on your podcast it's gonna drop on March 17th the same day as my new comedy special yes
1: so So excited.
0: excited so i'll be live in studio with me with you so i'm so excited to be with you guys and uh thanks for always supporting me and all that good stuff and i love you guys
1: we love you so much michael we can't wait to hang out
0: all right i'll talk to you soon